Uh, welcome to the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You, the podcast. I am your host, Tadris Parker, aka Coach, coaching running, weight loss, and accountability since 2013. Our website is runtothebestyou.com. There, you can find our online coaching programs for beginners and beyond. We're going to show you how walking or running just three days per week can get you into the best shape of your life, empowering our listeners to believe that they can achieve great things. And if you are taking up running for weight loss, it will take care of itself as we inspire you to keep your nutrition real. Head over to our website and take us up on our monthly Keeping It Real Health Challenge. Remember, the thoughts and expressions of this show does not constitute medical advice. Now let's get into this week's show. Ah, welcome to another week of the show. It's your girl Rhapsody of RunToTheBestYou.com. That's right, stepping out from the shadows and taking over this week's podcast. For those that are listening to this podcast for the first time, I'm one of the writers for the blogs on RunToTheBestYou.com. More about me later. Thanks for having me. Yo, what you doing? What are you, me? What are you doing? Huh? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm taking over. Yo, <laughs> I'm trying to see what's going on here. All right, that's that's that's. Stop it and let me play it back, okay? Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna hang up, and I'll text you to let you know that it sounded good, and then I'll send you the link again, and then we'll be live. Okay, sounds good. Ah, welcome to another week of the show. It's your girl Rhapsody of RunToTheBestYou.com. That's right. Stepping out from the shadows and taking over this week's podcast. For those that are listening to this podcast for the first time, I'm one of the writers for our official blog on runtothebestyou.com. More about me later. Thanks for having me. It's the big episode 100. In this week's podcast, we will discuss how your health is your legacy. But first, how was your week? What are some things that went well for you last week? Have any of the tips from last week's podcast enhanced your life or your workout routine? We would love to hear some of your successes. Please feel free to contact Jadrice Parker on Facebook and message him or submit your questions and comments to coachtadrice at gmail.com. If you listen to our podcast on Apple Podcast, please rate and leave a review. Your reviews may be the difference in helping us get found and saving someone's life with the stories we bring on. And if you really want to help be part of our story and build your own success story, join our exclusive online accountability group where you would get access to our weekly health connection call with Coach Tadris and friends, where members from all around the world can plug in and ask questions, get nutritional support, and meet others with the same goals. My own experience with being on the Health Connection call has been amazing. I have learned so much about the overall lifestyle that I'm striving to have with my fitness and my health. And it's been really great to hear from other runners as well and what they're going through in order to be healthy. Uh, We have also a monthly Keeping Real Health Challenge where you can have a chance to win and have a monthly prize. At this time, we would like to thank our new sponsor, the Strides app. Track all your goals and habits in one flexible app. With Strides, you can track anything, good or bad, and smart goals. 
with reminders to hold you accountable and charts to keep you motivated. Recommended in the New York Times, Strides has been called the most comprehensive, user-friendly, beautifully designed goal tracking app available. Just imagine having all your most important habits, routines, and goals all together in one simple to-do list. Now you can hit your running stride with the Strides app today. So earlier I said something about how your health is your legacy, and I want to talk a little bit more about that. Some people say that time is the realest form of currency. With that in mind, we can't control how much time we have here on this earth with our loved ones, um, how much time we have to spend doing things that we care about. But what we can do and what is in our control is we can maximize that time. Health must be a priority. Keeping yourself fit and healthy, getting proper rest and nourishment, and keeping your muscles strong and your body active is an investment, a very underrated investment. We need to treat our health as the most valuable form of currency that we have. Because if you don't have health, you won't have time. And everything you hope for and plan for will become an I wish I could instead of a goal. I want you and myself and everyone involved with Run to the Best You to learn how to make goals and set goals that are supported by a healthy lifestyle. When we do this, it creates a ripple effect on our family. We need to make health part of our legacy. And to that point, I would like to bring on a special guest. You may even have heard of him before, Mr. Tadrice Parker. What's going on, Rhapsody? Hi, how are you? Well, I mean, what are you doing today? Like, what is going on? Well, I just saw an awesome opportunity to jump on this podcast, and I'm giving it a shot. And besides, I heard you were pretty busy this past weekend. Uh, something about running? Oh, my goodness. Listen, we uh, we just came off of one of the most amazing races that I've ever been a part of. Um, you know, Rhapsody, coming off of 2020, where live races all turned virtual and uh, many of our members, you know, we, we signed up for 2020 races back in October of 2019, well before we knew anything about a COVID-19. And, and then to have those races taken from us and have to muster up the energy to, to pretend that they're live and, and doing them virtually on our own, you know, that, that was a big uh, accomplishment for us. And, but to actually return back to Atlantic City, it meant so much, not only for our members, but uh, the outpouring of uh, people just crying as they crossed the finish line. So happy to, I'm getting tears thinking about it because um, I got invited to sit on the board. So I'm a board member of the Atlantic City Marathon Series with Genia and the rest of the staff. And all the messages that were coming in uh, to Genia about what it meant to have live racing back in Atlantic City, it's just I can't even put it into words. Wow. That sounds really very amazing. I'm so happy you were able to get back on the racetrack. Yeah. Um, we had, we had four members. I just want to give them a shout out on Saturday. Um, on Saturday, they, they did the 8k, which is a five mile. And Jamie Burke, the sisters out there killing it, crushing it as always. Uh, shout out to Jamie who, Text me earlier that week that she's officially down 70 pounds. 
Um, her, her her sister Jen was out there, and Jen runs with uh, Lisa Diaz, a grandmother in her fifties, and they ran the the um, the the, the five miler. And uh, Andrea Ali, another you know another um, amazing woman uh, who just joined our program in January. Got her ready for this five miler that just happened, and then uh, Rhapsody. When I went to pick up my packet. This is amazing. When I went to pick up our, our packets for the group, um, Marla Rosenthal was there, and she heard about me and was asking questions. I was t- telling her about the run, walk, run. At that time on Wednesday, she had not signed up for the five-miler. Well, she came out to our running group with her husband. They both signed up to the program, and she told me that she was inspired to register for the five mile on Saturday. And just that quick, she practiced the run, walk, run. And and she took pictures with the team and everything. Wow. That is so amazing to hear. Um, you know, I just have to ask you, uh, Mr. Tadrice Parker, I'm not sure a lot of people know who you are. So um, it sounds like you're really taking this very seriously with what you do on the weekend. And I'm just curious, what do you do for a living? Rhapsody, I may not talk about it much on a podcast, but uh, for since 1996, so over over 20-some years, um, I, I create good, clean air quality for hospitals and schools, public buildings in our area, um, condition the air, make sure that uh, everyone's getting proper heat, proper air, and in a, in a nice, safe, clean environment. Um, and that's what has... That's been my trade, you know, for over 20 some years. And um, but my passion that I started back running, um, I started that in 2013. So we are going into our eighth season and um, this is what I'm currently doing for a living. And I want to do it full time. You know, I still rely on my uh, trades, but the more I am impacting people's lives, the more I want to do it. And so we, we continue to try to build this out. Wow. So you've been having an integral role in the health of others around you for a really long time, but more specifically, you've been helping people with their physical health in terms of running and weight loss for about eight years now, you're saying? We're, um, we're going, yeah, mm-hmm. we're going into our eighth year. So I started uh, a couch to 5k program and started health coaching back in uh, January of 2013. Wow. So and we, what yeah. what exactly moved you to get into, into this field of health and fitness? You know, um, I didn't really think about it at the time. Um, but the more time I've, has gone by, the more I think about my grandmother who uh, passed away of diabetes. And uh, I just remember growing up, uh, her going to dialysis every Tuesday. Um, I can't believe our run, you know, our run group today trains as a group on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, but back in 2012, or ba- I'm going to go back to 2009, right, where uh, I ruptured my patella tendon. Um, I was carrying extra weight around. I was 217 pounds. Took a long time to rehab and get, get myself right. I was reading, like, Runner's World magazine, stuff like that. Uh, and in between time, uh, you know, obesity kind of runs in my family. I know quite a amount of people who've had gastric bypass surgery in my family, including my wife. And um, in 2012, when I really started, um, I had dropped some weight. I had got got down to 
uh, 200. I mean, uh, I went from about 210 at that time in 2012. I had got myself down to 185 counting calories using my fitness pal app. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't like running in the summertime. So I stopped running, started eating summertime foods, boardwalk fries, ice cream, football season rolled around. I was eating Doritos, chips, you know, beer, pizza again for the football season. And before I knew it, I was so uncomfortable and it was like December of, you know, 2012. And I was back up to 210 pounds just that quick, you know, over a two season period, you know, uh, summer and fall, I put the weight right back on. And my wife had, had she had gastro bypass surgery and she wanted to lose another 20 pounds because she kind of plateaued. And I heard about, you know, this, this nutrition company that I had got affiliated with. I said, I'm going to join that so that I can help people uh, overcome obesity and then also uh, help myself, you know. Mm. Um, well, let me stop you there because I heard you say that your um, that your grandmother was diabetic and you have very clear memories of watching her go through dialysis twice a week. And um, just taking that compared to where you are today with running and, and, and guiding an entire group of runners every Tuesday and Thursday, I think that's so amazing how you um, made that huge shift. And I'm just curious, do you have any kids or grandkids of your own? I actually do have, uh, I got four children, uh, ages uh, 28, 26, 24. And my uh, youngest here that lives with us now, he'll be 12. Um, and I got two grandchildren. So they just left not too long ago. Wow. What's the most important thing to Dries for you to leave your family? Um, I think the most important thing, you know, um, that I can leave is a legacy of being known as a giver, like always looking to help other people out, you know, not not looking to take from others, but to to give to others. And the, one of the best ways that we can do so is to keep our eyes and, and ears open for opportunities. So, you know, in, in, in a spirit, I do some volunteering with my family, my, my, my son. Um, he sees me do that. Um, one day at ShotRite, after one of our races that we held, um, he said that, you know, my, my 12, you know, my 11 year old, he said that, you know, it must feels real good to uh, be able to help someone get healthy because his 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 preschool teacher, Marie Geary, um, you know, she's doing absolutely incredible right now, Marie Geary. And that was my son's preschool teacher. And so one day, you know, sometimes he gets a little, you know, dad's running all the time and this, that, and other thing. But to hear him show appreciation like that, that must really uh, feel good that you're, you're helping these people. And I said, absolutely. You know, and, and um, so that's the type of legacy that I, I hope to be able to leave behind, that um, your health is the most important thing, you know, and then, and then, you know, given so that you have the energy to give to others. Okay. Very good answer. Um, I'm sure you've met a lot of other business owners. Um, I'm a business owner. You're a business owner. Just being out in the field. Um, I know we have a history working together with a marketing company. And there's just a lot of business owners in the South Jersey area, small business owners. Um, overall, I just want to ask, what's your analysis of a typical business owner and how they prioritize health and fitness? <laughs> it's they basically put themselves on the back burner because 
as a business owner, like, like, as you mentioned, um, you're worried about the, the bottom line. Um, if you own a restaurant, we know that those guys, they work so hard. They, they barely get time to, to sleep. You know what I mean? And, and unfortunately as a business owner, you might not be able to sleep because you're thinking about what you need to do the next day. Um, God forbid that uh, you have a family, obviously, uh, a husband or a wife to take care of kids and everything like that. So between running your business and then the kids are in sports and you're running them sports, the parents, uh, business owners basically have a hard time finding the time to prioritize themselves. And it's, it's, um, it's a shame because it's so hard to do, which is provide for their family. If, if they're not careful, they can be running themselves into a row. Wow. You know, I've not looked at statistics on that, but I'm going to put this together because I think that's a really important thing that we need to look at, you know, to see what is the average life expectancy of someone who works around the clock on their business. And are they making decisions that are shortening their life? That's really, really important. Um, what are some other downfalls that you see from business owners when it comes to health and personal wellness, um, besides how they just tend not to prioritize themselves? Are there some trends that you see that maybe people can be aware of that they should avoid? You know, it's kind of, uh, I want to, I want to talk about, uh, one of my members, uh, she's not a business owner, but one thing that Chris Ballard always says, you know, I, I like to come to the group sometimes and one of the things in front of our local members is you can be anywhere in the world right now, but you chose to come here tonight. And for that, I thank you. I say that to start the podcast. Sometimes you can be listening to anything in the world right now. There's tons of books out there. There's tons of music that you can be listening to, but you decided to press play on this particular episode. And maybe it was for a reason. You know, one thing that Chris Ballard always says, Rhapsody, is that this is my time. Chris, Chris Ballard works overnight. She has a husband. She has three growing triplets at home. And so when it's time for her to come to running practice, my hour, and this is how I'm choosing to use my hour. She is buying out the time. There's times when she's worked overnight and barely got, she got three hours sleep and she still comes out on a Tuesday. That's a person that is buying out the time. And so sometimes uh, Rhapsody interested in joining our, our walk run club. And they're like, but my boss, See, if the boss doesn't value exercise, they don't want to hear that you're going to take time off <laughs> to go do a run. You know, so I, I just met someone today who said they left a high paying job because the job didn't want them to coach on, on Saturday for their kid. You know what I mean? It's, it's as business owners that they can be so demanding that not only don't they take their, their health serious, but they're not looking out for the employees. Where, whereas if we take, a, take our foot off the gas, the one thing that 2020 has allowed people to do with, during COVID, I saw more families walking together out on the bike path, husbands and wife, husband, wife, and kids, and the dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. so, so sometimes you have to take a and say, all right, I can actually be more effective with my business and financially if I actually brought out some time to devote to just me. Let me wake up early. Let me have some silence. 
you know, read something that's going to empower me. E is for exercise. Let me spend, I mean, even if you had 15 minutes to buy out for some exercise, it's going to change your mood. It's going to change your, your, your outlook. Mm-hmm. You're going to be more positive. You're going to show up to work with a smile on your face. You're going to enlighten other people with the things that you learn during your personal time in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. And just to play off of what you said there to about um, managerial wise and bosses and whether or not they value their employees health and their family life. Um, that really brings to mind like an old school boss because, you know, in the tech industry, which is where I'm at, I'm a computer teacher um, right now. And I'm also have, a, I have an e-commerce store. So I know a lot about technology and um, the tech companies are really paving the way. Like if you look at Google and Amazon, they practically build little villages um, <laughs> in a sense, you know, like a huge headquarters where they provide almost everything that their employees could need. They have laundry, they have childcare, they have gyms, um, just, you know, like lounges and game rooms for people to unwind because they, they see the value in investing in their employees as people, well-rounded people. And I think um, the modern boss today understands that a little bit better, hopefully, and they do prioritize their employees' health because they know ultimately they're going to get better output from the employees. And they'll, I mean, in a literal sense, they'll last longer. They'll be able to live healthy, long lives. Yeah, absolutely. So this is probably a kind of impossible question for a weight loss and running coach to answer, but I've got to ask you anyway. If a business owner was completely maxed out, so overwhelmed, they can't even imagine trying to prioritize their health. If they could literally just handle making one small change, which would be more important to get serious about right now? Would you say exercise or diet? I would say diet. Um, there was a, a study done by an institution who recorded your visceral fat and the visceral fat is the bad stuff around the belly. So um, it's deep. It's, it's not the visceral fat is not the, the fat that you can actually pinch, but it's actually deeper into your core. And that's what causes all the, the, um, the, the, the cancer disease and those type of things. And um, this man in his sixties had no interest. He, he owned the business. He had no interest. He's older. He had no interest um, lifting weights or exercise of any sort. So he had to nutrition real and uh, cut out the processed foods and things, things like that. This, this, this 60 year old man got shredded, you know, <laughs> and the study that they did actually was like, uh, I think it was like 32 weeks long or something like that. Um, in the mid midway point, uh, he started getting comfortable. He started thinking that, um, you know, I got this. I can go ahead and have some pizza and stuff. And he would come in every Monday for his MRI to check his visceral fat. Well, the pizza and stuff start showing up right away. And they said, hey, there's some regrowth here. That's why it's not a, a like a one one quick fix thing, because even if you lose weight, the, the, the weight can come right back on if you go back to your. So this guy decides um, that he's going to have some pizza and different things like that. And they can tell right away on the MRI, which was amazing. And uh, 
he he admitted to what he did and he's going to get back to keeping his nutrition real, no processed anything and proceeded to uh, get shredded. So that, that was, that was an amazing story that I, I appreciate because I can help our members um, understand that diet. My friend, Lisa Diaz, who, who did that five miler, I, I must've said that so many times that before I say it to somebody, she says it for me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, and that reminds me about a month ago, I was on one of your health connection calls and you were educating the group about um, certain whole food diets like the Mediterranean diet. And we had a really good discussion about how the Mediterranean diet and the um, the culture of eating over in places like Spain and how it compares to what we see in New York City and Philadelphia and the major cities around here in the tri-state area. We see a lot of people on the run, super busy, eating, you know, through the drive-throughs, running down Broadway with a slice of pizza like I used to do, um, and comparing that to eating in a calm environment, late at night with your family around a table, you're eating um, fish and you're eating, you know, whole foods. And yeah. it's just the um the difference in those two approaches to eating is so extreme it's like night and day when you think about it you know rhapsody if if i was to because i wasn't sure if you were uh going down this rabbit hole or not but uh, i practice also i practice intermittent fasting and so if uh, a busy entrepreneur was out there trying to kill it with his business and he finds sometimes people intermittent fast by accident and, you know, they don't even realize it, right? There's some people that may do that, but then there's some people that from the time you wake up, you're getting coffee, cream, a donut, um, a bagel or something, and, and, and then you're just kind of grazing all day long instead of eating a real good solid meal. If a person says that I'm too busy to work out, I'm, I, I, I'm, not, even, I'm not even sure if I can stick to a, a certain Mediterranean or paleo or uh, any kind of whole foods diet, the one of the first things I would do is ask them to uh, monitor the first week. How many hours a day are you actually eating from the first time, from the time? And I'm not talking about sipping black coffee, but if you had coffee and cream at 6 a.m., you, you done started your insulin response and you're starting the, the process of uh, these highs and lows throughout the day. So try for the first week to monitor how many hours am I actually eating during the day? Snacks, everything. And so for like a week, you might find, man, I wake up at 5.30. I have my cup of coffee at 6. I don't go to bed until 11. And I've eaten for like, you know, 14 to, 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 to 18 hours, right? Well, the next week, you can start to dial that back a little bit. Maybe, maybe have black coffee and don't have your first you know piece of food until 10 a.m or something like that you know what i mean kind of kind of see where you are gauge it and, and shorten how many times you're eating throughout the day is that something that you do personally the intermittent fasting and if so is there a special diet that you've adopted as well well back in the i i told you that i started my journey working with a nutrition company uh, back in 2013 and but then I tried a round of Whole30 in 2000 and, uh, 2018, <laughs> and in just 30 days, I had lost, um, days I lost like eight pounds, but then 
to eat that way, you know, reintroducing things. And for those that don't know about Whole30, you eliminate processed foods, basically. Sugar, grains, you know, uh, soy, alcohol, no alcohol, dairy, legumes. And you eliminate those things for 30 days. And then you reintroduce things one at a time. And when you reintroduce things one at a time, you can see how your body responds to it. So I know that grains has me like it, it inflames me and I can see it instantly in my face or in my stomach area. Like grains just don't agree with me. Right. And if you think about it, you take a piece of white bread and put it in a cup of water, a little bit, a cup of water, you see it puff up right in the glass. Right. That's what's doing inside your body. So sometimes um, that that inflammation may come out in the form of pain in your knee. Well, is it the exercise that you're doing or is are you overly inflamed and it's coming out in different areas? So um, back in 2018, I tried to round that out and it, it changed my life. It changed my world. And I don't do that all the time. I will go like, you know, I'll do my best to eat clean most of the time so that I can have what I want some of the time. Um, maybe when I go out on a, a date night or uh, I know, uh, uh, what do you call it? Game day with my son, we'll go to a place and we'll, we'll have something together. And then I try to get right back into the clean eating. Sometimes I'm successful. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I might go, go have a cheeseburger and fries with my son. And next thing I know, I might spiral into having multiple things that I know I shouldn't be having. So, uh, I'm not saying that it's easy. That's why I said, like, you have to really choose that it's a lifestyle, something that you're going to stick to. Um, so, and not too far, uh, back in 2018, when I started adopting that type of eating, um, I started also really digging into intermittent fasting. And so to answer your question on that, um, I started probably close around the same time, started intermittent fasting, don't count calories more. Uh, definitely got rid of that type of mentality where you got to count everything. Mm -hmm. And um, I just count how many hours I fasted today. All right. So um, everybody's, everybody's, <laughs> go ahead. I'm okay. sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say, it's been cool to being in the accountability group on Facebook. I've been able to see and see that uh, you and other members of your group share what they're eating. And most of the time I'm seeing the most amazing, creative plates full of food. Um, that make it look like it does not have to be tasteless and boring to eat clean. But then every once in a while, I'll see something that I know is definitely not on the list of Whole30. And I'll start to ask, like, I think you posted a really good looking burger the other day with a bun. And I'm like, what is that? And you let me know, like food freedom. This is a lifestyle where, like you said, you're eating clean and doing what it takes. So every once in a while, if you want to splurge, you do. But you don't allow it to derail you and mess up your progress. Can, can we give us, can we pause for the calls right now and give a shout out to the amazing Jamie Burke? Cause those posts that you're seeing right now is from Jamie Burke. Like does, does, does she not post some of the most incredible things? Mm -hmm. Rhapsody. I don't know if you saw this, but she had posted, um, uh, Brussels sprouts wrapped in bacon. <laughs> yeah, I'm on there Googling recipes when I see some of these dishes because I need to step my game up. <laughs> what, what, well, the one thing, too, about our accountability group is that at the top of the page, um, I created topics. So if you were ever like looking for more recipes, you can go to the our accountability page and click on, um, you know, right up at the front before you scroll. There's uh, topics, motivation, 
uh, recipes, that's where you're going to want to go because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of members that have came through our program, uh, like Amy from California, she's not in the, in, the, in the group at this particular time, but while she was there, she beautiful recipes that you can indulge in, you know? Mm-hmm. And I see you are now down to 185, down from 217 pounds. So I want to know how you feel. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back that up. 185. If I see 185, I, I'm going to, um, no, no. I, I average. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I mean, listen. it's like, wait, where, where's that screech noise? Like screech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rewind. There's a, there's Let me go back big, to my notes. Yeah, there's a big difference between uh, 10 pounds. 10 pounds, and, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. Jamie had texted me. I said this earlier. She texted me saying that she's down 70 pounds officially. She is a student of the game. She not only listens to our podcast, but she looks at, she's listening to other stuff too. Finding what works for her. Because that's another thing that I wanted to say. Like, if you're not going to stick to it, you know, if, you, if you're going to pick something just because you heard that it's popular, but yet it doesn't resonate with you, you're going to be that yo-yo dieter, right? And so um, you need to find something that you're going to be able to say that this is something that I right, and do consistently. When I talk about food freedom and I talk about sometimes uh, I might go off the rails for two weeks, right? Um, if I see 180 pounds on the scale because I tasted what 165 feels like, I'm five foot seven, all right? I tasted what uh, 165 feels like. I'm 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 okay with 170 to 175. I perform better in the like the 167 range. And if I see 180 now, I feel like I'm 200 pounds. Wow. But but here's the deal, Rhapsody. Yesterday I just finished my fastest half marathon ever. Right. I took off an extra one minute and 47 seconds. So almost two minutes. Wasn't wasn't Trump change. It wasn't like I beat my fastest time by 30 seconds. But Rhapsody, what, what killed me is that when I got on the scale, I was 180. See, I'm being authentic. I'm being serious with you. I'm, I'm unveiling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, sometimes food freedom gets away from me sometimes. Things happen. And I saw 180 and I'm like, man, I shouldn't be racing at this weight. And I, I, got, I, got, I got discouraged a little bit. But now, and, and, and so what I'm trying to tell everybody is that th- there's not one straight line to success. The one, and it, it doesn't matter to me. I performed well yesterday. I, and so well that I, I got my fastest time, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. But, why I'm, but why I don't like what I saw wasn't because of the, but my scale tells me my metabolic age. And I know when I eat clean for a month or if I eat clean overall, I'm 46 years old. My metabolic age should say 46. Sometimes I can get a year younger than what I really am. I can, I can get it down to 45. But when we eat processed foods and it's clogging up our system, that's why, and that's why in the scale, the number isn't, okay, I'm just going to keep, I'm going to keep pounding on this because I could have, so when I saw 180, you know, your mind can be negative and be like, oh, I'm going to have a horrible race. I had said, okay, I'm going to use that as fuel. It's no problem. Those extra carbs, I'm just going to use that in my run. And then I could have, after I did my fastest half marathon, I could have justified and said, see, I I, I performed really well at 180. But see, because I got all my stats 
and I can compare my stats from what I what I um, you know go back in my history and be like, all right, the last race I was 175 and a metabolic age of 46. You know, 180 th- that that number that's that may be just a number, but you got to look at the visceral fat and the other things around it too. Mm-hmm. And then again, how do you feel? How do you feel? How do you feel now? Now that you've lost that weight and you're getting your metabolic age down to where you are, and if not even younger, I mean, it feels good. You know, I, obviously, I can do things that I couldn't do before. I mean, like run a a sub seven minute mile. I couldn't do a a sub seven. I couldn't do a six minute in anything mile in my thirties. You know what I'm saying? So, like fine wine, baby, I'm getting better with age. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember Tadris the first time that you? you measured your metabolic age do you remember what it said um that's a good question uh because when i worked at the nutrition club started learning about these type of scales um at that nutrition club they had a scale called the tanita scale um i have at my house it's called omron and that's where you can measure measure your metabolic age Excuse me. Um, I don't remember what it said, but I do remember while I was working at the nutrition company, drinking their products and everything like that. I'm running 10 miles a week, you know, 13 mile runs on the weekend, training the run group and everything like that. My metabolic age was still 50. There was something clogging me up. And then it wasn't until I started eating real food, not meal replacement, anything, real food. That's when my metabolic uh, age started to shift and make these differences. And that really just brings it back to the purpose of this episode is talking about leaving a legacy. Um, because we want to lead our families, you know, we're both parents, you're a dad, I'm a mom, you're a granddad even, which is amazing. And, you know, you've got all of these little kids looking up to you and, you know, how, how does your new physical shape allow you to be better for your family and for your friends? Um, on, on the street that I live on, um, we have a next door neighbor and they have a kid. There, there's no other adults out there throwing them the football. You know what I'm saying? I go out there every day and, hey, guys, let, you know, I, I would love for them to start running, you know, um, on a mile a day with me or something like that. But they just love football. So I'm, I'm out there tossing the football every day, you know, um, as, as much as I possibly can. And. And that that's a good feeling to be mm-hmm. able to have that energy. And, um, you know, not only that, it, it kind of transcends, transcends uh, my own personal space. Um, but when I go to train my group on Tuesdays and I see Jed Burke come out there with her son, he's nine years old, man. He's out there killing it right there. Um, you know, Jamie has two little girls. Um, you know, they know what she does. Whether they come and run or not, they know what their parents are doing. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I, I love the fact that Chris Ballard, she has triplets and one her son Bryce, he's a runner. They run races together. Like you can't, like Rhapsody, you know, you can't go play football with your kid, right? But mm-hmm. running and running and walking is something that we all can throw a bib on. It doesn't matter what your time is. You're just so proud of your mom for crossing that finish line. And you're so proud of your son because he was up there and you know what I mean? It's just it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you're doing now that you could not do before when you were 217 plus pounds? Mm. This may sound stupid, but like basically tie my boots without my stomach being in the way. 
You know what I mean? These, these are some, <laughs> sometimes these are things that people take for granted. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just being able to, to bend over and tie your boots without getting out of breath. Or how about uh, walking in a grocery store and not having to lean on the uh, shopping cart? You can stand straight up with a, you know, nice tight core. True. It's funny, you know, you start to pay attention to those things when you feel better yourself. You start to, not in a judgmental way, but you just look around and realize, wow, you know, especially in America, there's just so many adults and even kids that are so out of shape, so morbidly obese, they're not able to stand up straight. Um, And then with the technology and the cell phones, we're really giving ourselves spinal problems with the Mm -hmm. way that our posture is right now. It's a big problem. And, and that really was brought to my attention when I first got into this um, area of life. And I would get a client that would text me and say, um, I was able to run up the train. You know, I had to catch the train today and I was able to stairs without getting out of breath. I'm like, oh, that's nice. That's that's cool. But it didn't really like slap me in the face about how serious that was. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I thought it was good. I, I, I didn't make a big deal out of it. And then I got another text message saying that from a different person saying that I was able to get dog food, put it in the bottom of the cart and then stand back up without the help of the shopper cart. So I really thought that was weird. I'm like, okay. And then I thought about it. I was like, yo, that's a big deal for her. Like she must've always needed to push herself up. And that's when I started appreciating, like, no matter what your, 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 your feet is, everybody's, you know, that's a big deal for, for whatever it is that you want to share. Everything's a big deal because like you said, what could you do now that you couldn't do before? And for that person, putting that dog food on the bottom and being able to stand up. One of my favorite ones is going to Disney and, and Dylan was able to get on the roller coaster rides. I mean, to see him light up like that after losing like 60 pounds or whatever it was to be able to get on those rides. Phenomenal. Mm. That is so cool. It all, it really brings me back around to, you know, living a legacy of health, whether you're a business person and your company is your baby, or whether you're a parent and you have a family, you know, the way that we prioritize our health, it just affects everything. And I'd like to talk a little more about your family, because I love what you said earlier about how you're the only adult outside, you know, throwing a football around with these kids in the neighborhood. And you know, I've always heard it said that the mom sets the temperature of the room to Dries. I don't know if you've ever heard that before, but it basically means, you know, that at home, the mom sets the mood for the home. And do you think it's fair then to say that the dad has a major role in the activity of the household? Um, for example, if, if a dad is glued to the TV or video games all afternoon, do you agree that it probably has an impact on the whole household? Um, and how people are spending their time as opposed to doing something active that gets everybody involved, like maybe a softball toss or working out in the yard. Tell you what, that that's the one thing that's missing in, in society today, too, um, is because a lot of stuff falls on the dad to be the man and, and take care of the bills. And when he comes home, he's, you know, just had prop himself on the lazy boy and watch the Yankees game or something, right? Um, and I'm being honest, right? So, uh, you know, they always say that if mama's not happy, no one's happy mm-hmm. going back to your point. Um, but, and honestly, we have so many women in our group, right? It seems as though the women are taking their health a little more seriously than the men. 
and it is sad, you know what I mean? But um, absolutely, the, the man has um, so much responsibility in this role, and we can do a better job with stepping up to that, to that plate and knocking it out of the park. You know, when we come home and the kid says, hey, you want to go uh, toss the football? Nah, I had a hard day at work. I got to go sit down. No, mm-hmm. no, we need to we need to say don't don't give everything you have to your business or to your employees. Save some for your kids. <laughs> Come home and say, and, you know, and if that has been our routine for some time, we can we can switch it up. If we know when we come home, the kids want to say, hey, you want to talk to football? You know, before they even open their mouth, we can be the one to say, hey, kid, come on, let's go outside and let's talk to football around. You know what I mean? Um, Make sure you schedule the time with your daughter or son. I'm talking to men out there. You know, it doesn't matter whether you have a little girl. They like to go out and do active stuff, too. So, like, put it in your calendar with a little alarm on your iPhone that says, or whatever phone that you have that says, it's my kid's time. And and during this hour, half hour, this is our playtime, and this is what we're going to do. You know, um, Rhapsody, I wanted to say that, um, you know, one time just taking my kid to the park, you know, even though during COVID, we just went, we went and found the place over in Summers Point, uh, Kennedy Park. Uh, he didn't, he, he was in a rut where he didn't feel like doing anything. Um, and he didn't feel like coming out to the park. Exercise, like, you know, even though you're, you're at my house and you see what I do, you're in a little rut right now. Let's come out. Let's come out to the park. And he was kind of fighting me on it. Right. I mean, we walked a half mile and then we start playing. Hi, are you still there? I'm here. Yeah. You cut out for a little bit. Okay. So you want to pick up Yep, where you said you brought your son to Kennedy Park and you started playing? Yeah. So so, you know, it was it was it was cold. We were there for over an hour. It was almost an hour. And I was like, all right just got me into this i'm not ready to leave you (laughs) so just just enjoy enjoy the time while you got it well that answers my next question because i was just about to ask you what kind of message you would like to send to parents out there when it comes to the example that they're setting for their kids is there anything else you want to add to that i I definitely do because um i started off by um, giving a shout out to um to our 8K participants on Saturday, um, April 24th. But I'd be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to the lovely, amazing half marathon runners that came out and supported the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You program. They came out on Sunday and uh, Chris Ballard, her sister Lisa Keating, um, Katie Ayers, and was there one more? No, it was them three plus me, right? And uh, I, I just got a smile on my face right now because Matt Ayers is the husband of Katie. And you know what? He was right there as a father. His son, his son is like uh, 19, 20 years old right now. But you know what? Matt Ayers, as a father and a husband, a supportive husband, he's been coming out with, to the run group for like a year and a half, two years now with his wife, Katie, at all the races. And yesterday at the end, now his 20-year-old there cheering mom on as she crossed the finish line. So, like, 
the heirs family is like a good example of, uh, you know, a, a father being proactive, doing stuff with his wife, being that support member for his wife, showing his son how to, how to, how to do things. Right. And now their sister, uh, Matt Ayers sister-in-law, Katie's sister, uh, Christy Rizzo, she joined the group back in January and she has two daughters and a son. So once again, just another example of, of parents coming out there, showing the, the kids how, how to get it done, no matter how old you are. And um, I just want to thank you so much to, to those members. You know, as we run down the boardwalk and people see our shirts and, and we got shirts on that says, I got this on the front. And then on the back, it's, it's letting them know that um, people behind us, we have a message on the back that says, you got this. People, people recognize that. And, and I, I, where would we be without Norm? Uh, oh, did I not mention Norm? Norm mm. McCoy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Norm, Chris. Lisa and Katie. Thank you guys. All right. Sounds amazing. So you had a really exciting weekend at the Atlantic city marathon. Do you have anything more exciting coming up or any special goals that you're working on right now to Yes. My, uh, my next project is, uh, getting people to the bungalow five miler in Atlantic city with June 26th. So, um, at the, at the drop of this recording, We'll be about eight weeks away. So I want to sign people up, get, get as many local members uh, involved as possible. We have online participation. We have Gina Davison from the United Kingdom. We have uh, Aaron Baskins in the New York City area. We're here in, in South Jersey. But uh, we help people online, too. So you can actually train following my program and actually sign up for the races virtually you can't make it to Atlantic city new jersey there's a virtual race for every everyone that they're hosting it's, since covid happened it, it taught uh race directors that you got to step outside the box and for those that can't travel then boom you can do it virtually so that's that's amazing and i do have one more thing um i would like to start put together a, a master class you know if you like what you heard today rhapsody i don't know what you think about it maybe you can give me your thoughts right um, a love a master, it. A master class on weight loss. You know, like if mm -hmm. you sign up, you know, um, message me, email me at coachtadrees at gmail .com If you're interested in a master class, it would be four weeks to learn how, um, what foods to eat, what foods to avoid, and the best times of day to eat to maximize your results. And, and notice, I left exercise for last. That'll be week four. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That that it's it's ironic, but these those things that I mentioned before the beforehand is the most important. And you know what's cool too, speaking from experience as a fairly new um, convert, <laughs> um, since I've been following your program since January, I have to say that when you get that nutrition under control and you get your intermittent fasting and your clean eating, it actually makes exercising easier. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Just imagine, just imagine if, uh, like, I keep calling myself out because I just be authentic and keeping it real with you guys. You know, uh, it, I took off two minutes. I just so that's what excites me is like, okay, I wasn't perfect, but yet I still took almost two minutes off. Just imagine, just imagine if I, you know, did another round of my keeping it real process for thirty days leading into the October race. I mean, I might touch, you know, I might touch one fifty. With you know, I, my goal. And most um, people's goals is to get a sub two hour half marathon. 
And now I did that several times in 2020. And now my first half marathon in 2021, actually my second, because I did a virtual one. But uh, I'm, I'm just excited, uh, <laughs> you know, to, to match it all up together for real, for real. That's awesome. I really want to thank you, Tadris, for joining us today and for being on our show. Uh, before we let you go, what can you say to our listeners who may be ready to start their journey tomorrow? Perhaps you don't, don't think. Do not think that you can just hit me with that question without me thanking you. Our written blogs and the direction in which we have been going, we owe so much gratitude and so much thank you for what you have been doing. Um, bringing you on has been a blessing to, to all of us. Uh, my family thanked you because uh, my wife and my son – um, giving us more time together because this is one thing that I'm has been taken off my plate as a business owner, one business owner to the next. Um, my four by four by 48, your idea to, to have puzzle pieces that people can sponsor and you sponsored, you know, the first puzzle piece. Uh, and what's your website? Say it. Turnoversbaby.com. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Turnoversbaby.com was the first puzzle piece. And so, Rhapsody, seriously, we really, really thank you so much. Oh, oh, the, uh, a shout out to you as well for donating a, to bikes. And my son was riding the bike alongside of me. How did that make you feel? When we were going through the 4x4x48 and you were seeing those posts with the puzzle pieces, how did that make you feel? It made me feel so happy because... It's been on my heart for a long time to see kids and their parents more active together. Um, like you said, with you being outside with the neighborhood, you're the only one with a football. I went to the zoo the other day and I sat there on a bench looking around because I was tired and I didn't feel like doing anything and my kids were playing. And I saw one mom out of all the parents there running around and I thought to myself, you know, it's so sad. It's so sad that we're missing opportunities to interact with our kids and be healthy and leave a legacy for them. So it made me so happy to see your son riding a bike with you and supporting you in that way as you're also supporting him. That was amazing. Uh, the puzzle pieces, guys, was for autism. And we, we were able to raise over $1,400. And that was like a, the spur of the moment, last minute thing. Um, so when people say, you know, are you going to do it again next year? Because that was a lot of running. I'm, I'm inspired. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, raising money for the run to the best you program, which helps obesity and, and the autism together. It might even be more powerful even next year. So thank you so much. It is a pleasure. I'm honored and thank you for the recognition. I appreciate helping you out. It's an awesome thing. And, and so what was that last question? Let, let, let's, let's, let's drive this point home one more time for these listeners. All right. What can you say to our listeners here who, whether they're a business owner and they're ready to take their health seriously, or it's a parent who wants to be a better example for their children, what would you say to them about how they can start this journey tomorrow? Listen up. This is, this is for you, the business owner. Make your mornings and manage your afternoons. And what that means is you schedule, go to bed a little bit earlier tonight. Get a piece of paper, write, get some things off your brain, journal journal what's on your brain, you might want to do tomorrow. That way it's out of your, your, your mental space. The next morning, when that alarm goes off, 
make sure you are given to yourself first thing. Silence, affirmations, visualize your day. E is for exercise, R is for reading, S is for scribing. And so if you did a nighttime scribe, then you can go back to that and say, okay, these are the things that I went to sleep on. This is what I'm going to take care of in the mornings. And so whether it's 30 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, whatever your time allows you, make your mornings and then manage your afternoon. So when things are starting to come at you, you can manage those things, okay? But once, as, as Rhapsody talked about, you can't get back your time. You can't get it back. So that's why you have to let nothing come between your morning routine that's going to set you up for your day. And you can manage everything else. Now, what do you think about that, Rhapsody, before I give you this one last one? That's awesome. I'm loving it. Keep going. Yeah, I'm on fire. So <laughs> <laughs> this, is for, this is for anyone that wants to see results. It's not overnight. It's not a straight line to success. Consistency builds momentum. What can you be consistent at? What is it that you can be consistent at? Can you consistently walk, run just three days a week? Can you be consistent at walking a mile a day? Maybe you're not a runner and you don't have any aspirations to, but can you walk a mile a day? Can that a day and you don't have to put any mileage on it can you consistently walk for 30 minutes you see what i'm saying we got to find what we love and and sometimes you don't know what you love because you don't you haven't been like some people hate running because uh they were never taught how to and now all of a sudden they use the run walk run system that i show people and now they now they love the process you see what i'm saying consistency builds let's get it beautiful very well said. I appreciate it. Cedrice Parker, we're going to have to have you back very soon, maybe even next week. You know, you're always welcome here. Did a great job. Awesome job. That is my time. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for joining us on the Run to the Best You podcast. Go ahead to runtothebestyou.com if you would like to see the blog in its written form or listen to the podcast from previous weeks. Um, you might even hear Coach Cedrice on a few more episodes. And um, I just want to remind you to make the rest of the make the rest of your life the best of your life. Apply what you learned today. Put it into practice. Go out there and be your best self. All right. Everybody have a good week. Enjoy. Be healthy. Bye, everybody. Rhapsody, you are amazing. See you. Bye.